Happy Thursday, Wildcat fans. Pac-12 Media Day is fast approaching. We are going to have all of the insights. All of, could the Pac-12 have a trick up their sleeve or are they norm, being the normal Pac-12? We're going to get all that here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Keep it a locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Pac-12 Media Day right around the corner is getting started tomorrow. So I figured that we would preview it today. And then after Pac-12 Media Day, we will talk about it as well because that's fun. All right. First and foremost, though, um, Pac-12 Media Day opened its, uh, or Pac-12 at this point last year was talking about how there was a great deal right around the corner. And uh, right now, we are a year later, and there still is no deal. Now, there's all kinds of rumors that, um, there's all kinds of rumors that a deal could be right around there, but I don't know, uh, I don't know what uh, that's really based off of. Um, but here's where, here's what we do now. Um, all Tim, this is to George Klievkov's credit. All the Pac-12 schools are still intact. He said that nobody was leaving to the Big 12. George Klievkov has so far been right on that one. So that's a good one. That's a tip of the cap to George Klievkov right there. But again, we are a year later and we still have absolutely no resolution whatsoever here. And I think that's where uh, people are a little bit frustrated because there's been 9,000 remarks, it seems, about how uh, Pac-12 unity statements, about how the conference, everybody is going in the same direction. We all are on the, uh, we're all on the same path, yada, 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 yada. But after a while, it, you can't just keep saying that uh, there's a great deal out there and then give absolutely no specifics. You can't really do that. Just to talk. Um, that's the uh, that's kind of where we're at, though, with the Pac-12. Now, uh, a lot of people in the Pac-12 hate the Big 12. Um, and, you know, you hear all the remarks that it's a truck stop conference and, um, you know, that the academics aren't nearly as good. Guess what? That's all true. It is a truck stop conference. Um, but that also doesn't mean, though, that um, that also doesn't mean, though, that uh, um, that uh, what it isn't maybe best for Arizona's purposes. And here's what I mean by that. Yes, uh, the Big 12 has some schools that are good, but there's a lot of Lubbock's. There's a lot of uh, Ames. There's a lot of Stillwaters, places like that, you know. Uh, not exactly Seattle, uh, you know, the Bay Area, Arizona, etc. Well, Arizona, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they also have a they also have a media deal. Brett Yormark came in, and Brett Yormark, a leader of men, said that I will get you a Pac-12 media deal, or I, or excuse me, I will get a Big 12 media deal, and he did exactly, um, he did exactly that. Um, now, um. One thing about this, uh, one thing about this, though, we need to look at is from a 
from there's two different, I think, competing uh, competing uh, interests right here. Um, now, what are those competing interests? The first competing interest is uh, the, the media deal. Now, you get people like our good buddy Tony Altimore. Tony Altimore does not. Uh, Tony Altimore comes at this strictly from a Pac-12 media or uh, from a Pac-12 perspective as far as academics go. Now, as far as academics go, there's no doubt about it. As academics, uh, um, as academics go, the Pac-12 is significantly better. And not only that, um, not only is the Pac-12 significantly better, the uh, the, the schools, listen, it's about as close to, it's not Ivy League for sure, but, you know, you pull, you'll put those academic institutions against pretty much anybody. Um, now, when it comes to some of the other aspects of it, like, you know, uh, so there's that. And the cities are much cooler. It, but let's talk about things that matter to Arizona athletics fans, though. And a big part of that is Arizona basketball. Anybody that has lived in Tucson or follows Arizona knows that Arizona basketball is the one that calls the shots in this city. I know that you hear it all the time where people say that um, football is the one that pays all the bills. I totally get all that. I understand. But from an Arizona perspective, basketball is what you care about. Look at the Pac-12 right now without the L.A. schools in basketball. It's terrible. It is a bunch of, let's be honest here, it's a bunch of crap. Um, Oregon's not, Oregon's good. But after that, you got Oregon State. Bleh. You got Washington State. Bleh. You got Washington. Bleh. You got California. Bleh. You got Stanford. Bleh. You got uh, ASU. Bleh. I can keep going. You guys all get the point. I just wanted to keep saying bleh. But. That's kind of where we're at, though. That uh, That's not good. That is very Mountain West-esque right there. So I guess the question for Arizona fans is this. Do you prioritize academics? Um, and do you think that the hit to the academic profile is big enough to outweigh the hit to the athletic profile, which would certainly happen with uh, the uh, without the L.A. schools, especially when it comes to Arizona basketball? Now, you certainly make the case that Arizona basketball will be just fine. And you know what? You would probably be right. Because, again, Arizona basketball, either way, it could be like Gonzaga. But nobody wants to watch a bunch of garbage. People here grew up, people like myself, who grew up watching Lute Olson, grew up watching where you had the Pac-12 had two to three top ten programs Pretty much at all times. Arizona and UCLA, especially UCLA under Jim Herrick, was always a massive problem. And then on top of that, you had uh, um, not only uh, did you have that, you also had uh, Stanford, which was also kind of a top 10 entity as well. So, again, I mean, those that's some pretty good stuff right there. And then the out-of-conference schedule, Lute did not go the Sean Miller route. Lute said, bring on the best, bring on everything. We have the pie, you have the cake, we'll see which one's better. That's what Lute Olson did right there because he wanted to measure himself against the absolute apex of college basketball. That's called being a leader of men right there. Probably a big reason that Umar Ballo is at the University of Arizona. But nobody wants to watch Pat or Arizona play a bunch of really bad teams because we like watching good teams. 
All right. Now, uh, let's take a quick break here. But first, 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 my friends, LinkedIn. All right. LinkedIn.com backslash locked on college. Here's the story I got for you for LinkedIn. First of all, everybody knows somebody that has been hired from LinkedIn. They just do. You know somebody. I know somebody. Everybody knows somebody that was hired by LinkedIn. It's because it works. Check it out. LinkedIn.com backslash locked on college. Give you an idea how powerful LinkedIn is. And this is to my detriment. I have a LinkedIn profile that has not been utilized since 2013. But when an old boss of mine who doesn't like me wants to go snooping around on my profiles, he doesn't go anywhere else. He goes to LinkedIn to find a blank and a defunct uh, situation. But that just goes to show you how powerful LinkedIn is right there. Check it out. LinkedIn.com backslash locked on college. All right. Come back with us. Now we're going to talk a little bit about George Klievkoff. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk a little George Klevkoff. Now, I, I'm not going to be the one, the uh, I'm not going to be the person that's going to sit here and tell you that uh, um, that uh, George Klevkoff is, uh, or that uh, George Klevkoff isn't the, um, is, it, is Larry Scott. I can't go that far because Larry Scott is as bad as it gets. That's like comparing, uh, eh, I'll get into trouble for those comparisons. No comparisons. It's just bad. Uh, but Klevkoff has certainly looked out of his element. When he came in here, he said that he was going to start poaching or that, uh, first of all, took a lot of shots in the Big 12. Guess what? Brett Yormark jumped to the front of the line. Brett Yormark said, you know what? I am going to get a Pac-12 me- or a Big 12 media deal done. Well, you talk about it. One was a leader of action, men of action. The other was a man of words. All right. Now, Klevkoff. He said that uh, he said the Big 12 be- better be nice, otherwise they might take Big 12 schools. That's essentially what he said. Well, no Big 12 school is going to Arizona. Um, and not only is uh, no Big 12 school going to Arizona, the Big 12 has a media package, $31.7 million, and it's not 98% streaming with 2% on the Home and Garden Network. That's what he was able to do. Now, I will say this. I will give uh, I will give Klievkoff credit. If Klievkoff is able to pull off a a media deal that is somewhat comparable to the Big 12s, and again, it can't be something where you're getting paid like 23 million and it's 75% streaming. None of that, none of that garbage. But if you're pushing 30 million and you got a heavier, uh, you got a heavy uh, linear uh, cap- uh, capability as well as streaming. I will give you some credit. I will give you credit on that one, and I will tip my cap because um, I did not see that one coming. But be that as it may, I don't know that there's a lot of an indication of this. Plus, when you watch Klievkoff last year at Pac-12 Media Day, quite frankly, it looked a little pathetic. 
Um, he looked out of his element. He didn't look comfortable. He was lashing out to a certain degree. Now, We'll, uh, we will find out, though. Maybe he's got a trick up his sleeve. Again, he's a pretty successful guy. He's done some things the right way. Um, but there also isn't anything uh, that I've watched from him that indicates that this guy has a bigger uh, has a bigger agenda at play. But you also got to remember, like our buddy Tony Altimore said, these guys are doing the bidding of Pac-12, Pac-12 officials. Um, and... You know, that's uh, that's OK. I mean, that's what he's supposed to be doing. But these are also the same. Many of these people like Michael Crow. Um, Michael Crow is a person that is uh, does not like sports. The Arizona state president does not like sports. Um, that is hard for many people like myself to reconcile because we do like sports around here. Um, being in a conference where a guy uh, where a guy. Uh, uh, calls his shots essentially, but doesn't like sports is annoying. You've got a reminder, or you've got to remind yourself as well that it's important here that um, Bobby Robbins. We don't throw Bobby Robbins in that same group because Bobby Robbins likes sports, and uh, that is a big. Um, there's that's a big big aspect to all of this. And that's why I trust him. Now, if we had some previous presidents that didn't care about sports, I would be very concerned about this. But I do have a lot of faith in Bobby Robbins, merely from the fact that Bobby Robbins likes sports. Um, and Bobby Robbins, let's be honest here, Bobby Robbins likes sitting front and center. I have no problem with that. But Bobby Robbins likes sitting front and center at media, media events, media functions, where he is able to, um, you know, basically, uh, basically be seen, and that's where, uh, and that's where it's, um, that's where kind of it's at right there. One thing I will say is that uh, one thing I will say is that um, I, like I said, I do have a lot of faith in him in that regard uh, to do what's right right here. But I do think from an Arizona perspective, at least from an athletics perspective, it would be much more enjoyable to be in the Big 12. That's certainly what I'm hoping for right now. But again, if something is able to actually happen that is good for the conference, then I will uh, I will certainly give my mea culpa and I will tip my cap accordingly. Um but like I said, I just don't it just it just seems to me that everybody's got competing interests right here. Oregon and Washington really don't want to be in the Pac-12. Um, they want to be in the Big Ten. So when that moment comes, are you really looking to be hunkered down in the Pac in the Big 12 or in the Pac-12? I don't know. Um, Stanford and Cal, I think, have thrown in this uh, towel on athletics. I don't think that they really care. Um, so that leaves kind of this uh, the four uh, kind of the four corner schools right there. So we'll find out again what's going on. I am very curious to see Cleve Koff's uh, demeanor. Uh, though, um, and uh, what um, Kleokov's demeanor and everything that's uh, that is going on, because again, it's not exactly a guy that has inspired a ton of uh, confidence. But we will uh, we will find out, though. Okay, now um, let's talk a little bit about where Arizona is in this grand scheme of things. But first, Arizona uh, athletics, I believe, Arizona academically is uh Arizona academically is in a better spot than um obviously in the Pac-12 but athletically because of basketball I think it's an easy I think it's a much smarter move to go to the Pac or the Big 12 
But also football-wise, Arizona, I think, is pretty – I think it's a pretty comparable conference, and I think that Arizona can do really, really well in that as well. Um, now, the uh, I will say that um, – I will say that when it comes to Arizona athletics, when it comes to Arizona athletics – um, we need to talk about now where Arizona stands in the pecking order of football with football right around the corner. Come back with us. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making it your first listen of the day. Now, let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about Arizona football. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Um where is Arizona now in the uh, in the pecking order of everything? Now, there's schools you got to remember the uh, the LA schools. They're gone. They're toast. They're sayonara. They've gone the way of the Buffalo after this year. But um, now, let's so let's not include them because obviously my dad knows this as well. USC football is generally better than Arizona football. Dad, you would agree with this. I would all right, my dad, you can't see him, but he would concur. The great Vance Luke is about 20 feet to my left. Um, he is sitting here and he is listening, laughing that I would even ask such a question about Arizona and USC. But USC is better. All right, but let's look at the programs, the franchises that are clearly better. Oregon, clearly better. Noah, you got Nike money. You got all that sweatshop factory stuff coming in. They're better. They got more resources, more allocations, yada, yada. Washington is better. Washington has more history. Washington has a more rabid fan base for football. Um, Washington is better. There's two right there. Now, let's start looking down. I will not give you Stanford. Stanford has better history, but I don't believe that Stanford cares about sports anymore. It's a bunch of pencil necks running it up there. They do not care about sports. Cal does not care about sports. Uh, Washington state and Oregon state. I think that now listen, this is going to piss off a lot of Oregon state fans because I enjoy pissing off Oregon state fans. Um, but they always come back. They back the pack and some of them even back the a, um, but Oregon state, Washington state, not better programs, even though, or not better overall, even though they have a much better history, Washington state specifically, but right now in the North, all I give you is Oregon. All I give you is Washington right now. In the South, Utah is better. You got Kyle Whittingham. Kyle Whittingham is a, uh, a, f- a face of certainty in an uncertain time, a beacon of light in an uncertain world. He is a very good coach. You watch him. He's always stoic, but he's intense as well. We like Kyle Whittingham. Kyle Whittingham ever wanted to back the A, he would be more than welcome here. Utah is very, very good. All right, Colorado's got all the buzz with Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, I think, is going to be very hit or miss. You're talking about one of the 10 most probably iconic football players of all time, and that's a good thing. And he's obviously recruited well. It sounds like he just had his foot amputated or something, so he's got to, uh, you know, he's got to take care of that, but he should be back on the sideline in no uh, form. But there's obviously a lot of buzz right there. You got to like Deion Sanders. I grew up watching Neon Deion even before it was prime time. All right, then you've got uh, uh, Arizona State. Arizona State will always be the sleeping giant that never resides in the woke state. They will never be what their fans want them to be. First of all, because their fans, I don't know that there are a lot of Arizona State fans. Um, 
And they certainly don't have the rabid that, uh, fan base that Arizona does. But Arizona State fans, there are a lot of transplants. There are a lot of people that like to talk about how cool they are because they live in Phoenix. But guess what? Phoenix is just basically a wannabe Los Angeles at this point. Let's be honest here. And why would you want to be a wannabe when you could be the real thing like Los Angeles? So ASU, I don't buy them at all. All right. So those are the three programs that I look at going into Pac-12 Media Day that I think are certainly uh, better. Oregon, Washington, and Utah. Those are the three right there that I'll go with, and I will give you no other ones. We're not counting USC because they are leaving, and they're not even turning the light off when they leave. So that's where we're at. So Pac-12 Media Day, we will be back with you tomorrow, breaking all of it down right there. See what kind of unity promises there are. Is there actual action? All kinds of fun stuff right there. But... As always, really appreciate all of you guys keeping it locked on Wildcats and making it your first listen of the day. I will be coming to you live on remote from Monterey tomorrow. Monterey. <laughs> all right. For Vance Luke off to the side, Ted Wardo Luke sleeping. I am merely Mike Luke. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats podcast. We will be back with you tomorrow. Talk to you soon. when everyone's on the same page getting things done at work is easy no matter what you do or what industry you're in how you communicate is key everything you type is equally important to collaboration and grammarly can help think of it as your ai writing partner empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.